0: Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. It is good to be back at the podcast desk. I'm Joplin, and this is my wife and co-host Andrea
1: welcome to today's show we're excited to be back we've taken the last month off to get prepared with our new studio setup and so it's been a long time coming but um we're pretty pumped it's taken a little while but we got some new furniture we got a new desk we've got new ideas new ideas yeah we do so we've done a
0: lot of work you can't necessarily if you're a viewer Uh, and not just a listener. You can't necessarily see all the work that we've done, but I promise you we have done a lot of work to try to improve our podcast, and we are just pumped for what the next season of Joplin and Andrea podcast is gonna hold. That's right. It's been about a year. Uh, We're coming up on close to 40 podcasts, and we're closing in on a year. We started this thing uh, shortly after the COVID hit last year and so it's been a good journey it has but in a lot of ways i think we're just getting started
1: that's right yeah we are we're just getting started we're getting better and better
0: we're getting better and better (laughs) also hey while we were gone andrea had to have a minor procedure she ended up with a serious kidney stone i did that they said was too big to pass and so she or today is uh thursday yeah monday um and
1: i had surgery monday had
0: surgery on monday yeah that was a little confusing i I didn't know if it was thursday or monday we get our days mixed up here but uh she she had a surgery about four days ago folks and here she is look at her she's killing it
1: yeah here i am
0: she was actually working the day after and i couldn't make her not trust me i tried please no emails joplin why'd you let her work there's it's like talking to a wall when you're trying to tell this woman here not to work it's just pointless it's not she's not going to listen and uh her excuse was she wasn't tired
1: i wasn't i tired.
0: wasn't tired so
1: we should be happy that i just find joy in working and so i mean she
0: does find joy in working yeah. this is true especially when she's working on our honduras children's update cards which is what she was doing yeah um man awesome things happening in honduras we're not going to talk much about that today Uh, we'll probably update you on honduras here in a month or so but she was updating the sponsorship cards yes for all of our sponsors those of you that sponsor um kids in our program in honduras we got over 170 kids there now And she was just having a blast updating those cards. So she loves (laughs) those kids. That's
1: right. I do. I do. So,
0: So, all right. Next season here of the Joplin and Andrea podcast, um, we've got some cool ideas. We're going to share them with you guys, kind of let you know what to expect. You'll be able to find this stuff on our website as well. And so go there to check out some of the new segments and let us know some ideas. First of all, we're going to add an Ask Andrea Anything segment nothing is off limits well yeah. technically nothing but if you send something that's off limits I just won't allow it there we go so okay. um, but so there are a few things off limits th- but it can, can be guess. about anything that's what I'm saying it's not like a specific you can you can ask no. her what her favorite color is yeah or the favorite place she's ever traveled or random stuff you know randomness I yeah. love randomness. she likes actually. random questions and so ask Andrea anything question it can be a serious question about, you know, being a mom and mother of four and, um, anyways, whatever I want. Ask yeah. Andrea. All right. So that's one of all our right. new segments that I'm you guys should best. be looking for.
1: That's right. And our next one is actually the great taco hunt, which we started right before we took this little break. And we are really excited about that. We've already had a few places that um, we've checked out and we are going to get even seriouser about that.
0: Seriouser.
1: Yeah, seriouser. So
0: Can somebody check that real quick and see if that's a word? it, it, it is a word. I'm
1: sure? I'm 100% positive seriouser is a word. It just means you're even more serious than serious.
0: But I think you say more serious. I think I don't think you say seriouser. Mm, I don't we'll know. have to look that one up. We
1: will. We'll have to look that one up. Seriouser so. about our taco hunt, but we have went to several places and um we got a good a good start.
0: So, look, guys, next week we're gonna start grading tacos and it's gonna be cool. We're gonna go with the March Madness theme. So,
1: I can't use the word seriouser, but you just use the word grading tacos? Like, we're gonna grade them.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a real word, Andrea.
1: I know it's a real word, but it just sounds weird with tacos.
0: It does sound weird with tacos, I agree, but it is an actual word. Ser- mm-hmm. Seriouser is not. Well. So we're going gr- to grade tacos, right? Oh. We're going to score them, actually. And, that, and that's the right word for it because what, what we're going to do, and that's more fun, right? Yeah. OK, what we're going to do is have like a March Madness theme. We're going to have a bracket for tacos. They're going to go head to head against other tacos in town. We're gonna score them and ultimately, uh, only the winner advances. There's no two and out, right? This is a one and done tournament. Yeah, so. And so uh, we're gonna keep advancing till we get to the finals. That's right. And see who has the greatest tacos in South Central Kansas. So hopefully
1: when we visit these places, they have their A game on and on their tacos that day.
0: This is true. And we've already got a lot of places to go, but if you have a place that you think needs to be considered for the great taco hunt let us know again you can send us that information uh through our website contact us on facebook joplinandandrea.com and let us know that's right all right another segment we're going to be doing is called positive people and i'm really pumped about this segment andrea Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the positive people segment
1: Um, we're excited about this positive people segment Um, we're gonna actually let you be help on this positive people you guys can actually write in and recommend who you think should be nominated as positive people in our community and then um, we would like the opportunity to connect with those people and we will actually do an interview live with them on the show so unless it's um,
0: someone that can't do it we're we're not actually real sure on that because what if they can't do an interview so we're going to try to interview them. but we're going to
1: have something on there i think about we're maybe going to get a plaque a...
0: or something like the positive person of the month award
1: yes even if it's a small little clip or something that yeah. they send in or a photo or something that we can honor
0: them when we came up with this idea this is why i quickly said i'm not sure if we'll be able to do interviews when we came up with this idea, I thought it would be really cool if even kids were allowed to be part of this program, this this segment. Uh-huh. And if you know of a kid that's making a positive impact in their school, you know I've read some stuff uh, recently of some kids locally um, that were in the news doing some really super cool stuff yeah. to uh, help the homeless, uh, to do some other neat things in the community. And this positive people segment is for all ages. If you have somebody that you think is making a positive impact in this world and they need to be recognized for it, let us know. Submit a request that they be considered for the Positive Person of the Month Award. And uh, we want to start recognizing these people. We will interview as many of them as we can, but I think most importantly, we want to recognize them get them a plaque of some sort or a reward of some sort. So that's a really cool segment we are pumped up about. Yes, we are. And then two things about you. So we had a lot of good feedback the last time Andrea and I just randomly did a two things about you, uh-huh. that, Uh huh. That two of your biggest mistakes.
1: Yes, and I've heard about them repeatedly when I went places because if you listened, I accidentally ran the car into the garage <laughs> with the topper on it. And a lot of you know that I ran the topper into the car with the garage yes
0: and I accidentally asked a woman (laughs) with one arm if she only had one arm that's right so if you didn't hear that segment you have to go back and find it but what we're gonna do is add that as an official segment two things about you sometimes they're gonna be funny sometimes they're gonna be serious sometimes they might be sweet we'll just have to see yeah we'll do some sweet ones yeah Yeah. sounds good to me okay (laughs) next we're gonna be adding the segment weird news weird news this is a fun one
1: it is a fun one i've heard a lot of weird news lately it seems like you just kind of it just is out there so we're going to highlight some weird news
0: yeah every now and then we're going to have a segment where we talk about just is this real how's this in the news this is downright weird
1: yeah how'd this make the headlines
0: and then another thing that we're going to start doing uh, in fact today is going to be the first installment of this new segment It's raising awareness interviews. Yes, We're gonna be interviewing a handful of folks that um, are trying to help raise awareness and uh, get the community involved and behind their causes. And if you have somebody that you think would be a good candidate for something like that, let us know and uh, maybe one of these times we'll be able to work them into a raising awareness interview this month is autism awareness month and so what we have chosen to do is interview a family that is dear to us that we know well that has um i would use the word very successfully raised a son with autism and uh, you guys are about to see the first installment of that interview Uh, it's about 15 minutes at the close of each one of our podcasts here in april for the entire month of April, being Autism Awareness Month, and uh, really excited about that. So that is just around the corner here in a few minutes. Yes, we are very what excited else? about that. What
1: um, else? And the you ask for it topic. So if you have something that you would like us to discuss, write us. Let us know anything, and we would be happy to discuss it over our uh, podcast. Yeah,
0: basically each podcast we're going to try to have a main topic and um, and then we'll go to some of our fun segments. And so that main topic of each week, if you've got something that you would like us to consider talking about, submit, for, submit it to us, and uh, we will be doing the You Asked For It segment and talking about some of the things you guys would like to hear us talk about.
1: And lastly, we are gonna continue on with the um bible q and a with joplin because we think it's really important and it's awesome we love all the questions that we keep getting and it's important because a lot of times we don't know where to go um, to get answers so we love being able to uh help allow you to opportunity to just talk to our viewers
0: can't guarantee that i will give you good answers but i'll at least give you answers so uh what you've got to do in all of these scenarios that's a lot of stuff we just threw at you you probably don't remember at all But go to JoplinAndrea.com, and we will have all of our new segments posted. And if you got ideas, uh, things you want to submit for segments, you'll be able to do it right there at JoplinAndrea.com. So, guys, we've spent about a month getting ready for this new season and getting ready for the next year, and looking at ideas that we hope will be enjoyable for our listeners and uh, doing a little bit of work here in the studio. So with no further ado it is time to get started with the first installment of our interview with the McCarty family, Raz, Stacy, and Mason McCarty. Uh, we took, t- took some time to sit down with them and interview them, uh, about raising Mason and uh, Mason is such a special person to us. Uh, yes, incredible young man, incredibly successful. Uh, Mason was, uh, his parents were told when he was in kindergarten that he would never graduate school, never drive a car, uh, basically be very, um, you know, non-functioning as an adult. And as you guys will find out before the interview's over, Mason has not only finished college and learned how to drive, excuse me, finished high school and learned how to drive. He's got his college degree, an incredibly successful young man. And we want you to be inspired like we have been by yes. this family. Uh, hopefully encouraged as well if you are a family that is um, working or raising children with autism uh, hopefully you'll be encouraged uh, through these series of interviews so yes we're ready for this we're very
1: excited yes yeah, so we're ready for this
0: all right you guys be blessed we're excited to have the mccarty family with us today and um hopeful that These guys can encourage the rest of you like they've encouraged me and my family. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to start off with a story that I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but um, it was about the time that I counseled with Mason concerning some of his anxiety at school and was uh, one of the most memorable counseling sessions I've ever had. Um, I literally, I left from there. And so our church office that we met in, it's about a three-minute drive from the studio here. And in that three-minute drive, I actually cried. I've never shared this with Mason. I, it was just, it was the best counseling session I ever had. Mm. And I remember thinking on the way home, what if in the grand scheme of like, creation and the fall and how we as people have um, diminished, right? The Bible teaches us everything's coming to a close and things are, you know, the earth is growing worse and getting older and um, Mm -hmm. people live less now Mm -hmm. uh, than they did at the beginning of creation as far as age, all that stuff. I remember thinking, what if we're actually the ones that are most broken and we just don't know it? Mm -hmm. And, Mm-hmm. I I remember counseling with Mason, and he had some questions about anxiety and fear, just mm-hmm. stuff at school. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if God, it was like if God said it, that's all I needed to know. Right. And there was such a trusting attitude, and uh, the way that he trusted me as a pastor. Yes. And th- it was like he, I can't even put it into words. Just the, it was the easiest counseling I've ever had. Yeah. And I knew, I could see it in his eyes, that he was taking it in. Yes. He was processing it, believing it, and going to live it, and going to be okay.
2: Yes.
0: And in the thousands of times that I've sat down with people for counseling, I had never had that experience before.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just remember thinking, maybe we're the ones mm-hmm. that yeah. don't have it quite together <clears throat> as much as we think. Right. And so, you know, uh, if you're listening and you're like, well, what's this about? Um what's this have to do with Mason? Mason has Asperger's syndrome and, um, is one of the most motivational people that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's what made that session different. That's why I left thinking Mm -hmm. that it was just such a special moment in my life. I've never shared that with you. I don't know if I've shared that with, with uh, either your mom or dad either, but as we were coming up on this particular month, I thought, I've got to find a way to help this family tell their story. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've invited Raz, Stacy, and Mason McCarty to join us today, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about their story. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think we want to start with mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, Raz and Stacy, thanks for being here today.
2: Thanks for having mm-hmm. us. Yes. Hey, we're you. excited to be
0: here. We're pumped and we're excited yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, let's start at the beginning. Uh, tell us, how many kids do you guys have total? Five. Five yes. children.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell us, and where's Mason fall in that? He's the baby. <laughs> He's the baby. All right. He's the baby So, uh, four children before <laughs> Mason. Yes. And then, um, God gives you guys Mason. Tell yes. us a little bit about that, and tell us, like, how old was Mason? How did you, what Things did you start to notice that told you, hey, we have a special situation here?
2: Well, um, when Mason was born, his, uh, I, I don't know if people are familiar with APGAR scores or not, but when Mason was born, he was actually born not breathing, and they had to work on him for quite a while to get him to breathe. So his actual APGAR score when he was born was a one Mm-hmm. Um, but his five minute APGAR score was an eight, which, um, zero is not living, it's dead. And then 10 would be completely healthy. Okay. Um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because, um, later on in the story, I'll bring up the APGAR score, but, um, that was a question that was asked to me a lot when we were trying to figure out what was going on with Mason, was what was his APGAR score. And I found that interesting um, because I think if you go back and you look, um, not not every child that's autistic or has something on the spectrum probably has a low APGAR score, but I think a lot of them do, okay. so maybe there's something in that that they— uh, attribute it to I don't know but that was just a question that they asked and I was always like well what, what does that matter So anyway
0: <coughs> and so from that. there um, mm-hmm.
2: he was you guys
0: left and he was a pretty yeah. normal baby
2: mm. I, and I poor Mason he, he was uh, he was my he was a challenge. Um, I had um, it, it was it was tough. He was yeah. very cranky he was um, very hard to take care of. he was very hard to soothe. Um, I I mean, I've had four kids before this, you know, or three, Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I was always really good at being able to soothe my babies, take care of my babies, and uh, Mason was just very, very difficult, and um, it was a a really, really hard time. Mason's not difficult today, but... (laughs) No, he's not. You know, and and
3: being in the room, being uh, during the pregnancy, everything, you know, we had a lot of fun with the pregnancy, if you will. I mean, we ate what we wanted. We, we had fun together. I mean, it it was, it was a fun time for us. And, uh, but whenever, you know, the closer, you know, the due date and she was working and, and then, you know, we was in the hospital room and, and then, you know, Mason started kind of coming out, uh, and, you know, it was just difficult from, from the get-go. And then when he did come out, he didn't look like the others. He didn't sound like the others. And, uh, you know, they were uh, – the, the doctors were acting different. it was just mm-hmm. and a real challenging Especially time to, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. what's going on here? So right. a, a lot of that what's going on here followed through the next few years. I mean, that's be, because as a parent – we want to know what's going on here. So.
2: Right, right. Yeah. At what point did you
3: know,
0: like, something is different? Um. That you knew, you just knew. Was there a moment or something that happened where, like, for both of you, you knew?
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I think a lot, I think my first aha was that, um, he had no eye contact. You know, babies will have eye contact with you
3: mm-hmm. at a
2: certain. They get to a certain age and they'll look at you, and you'll talk to them, and they'll give you, you know, some kind of a something back, a smile or yes. whatever. And he would turn his head. You would look, and yeah. he would turn his head. You know. Now he would listen to me and Raz, but um, it was still very hard to the point where we would have to like hold his face and look at him. You, you know, you're gonna need. Let's do this, you know. So, and I would say that was probably, I would think around eight or nine months, maybe to a year. Mm -hmm. Because he was so difficult in those first stages, but I thought he was colicky. Mm -hmm. And so they were...
3: We burn up at least a couple of vacuum sweepers because of the noise. Yeah, he loved the noise. We would back (laughs) the vacuum sweeper up to the bed and the vibration, the noise, would would soothe him a little bit, but you know the uh, the the soothing come from more of a distraction versus being held or cuddled. And mm-hmm. there was a time where I didn't think I was ever going to get to cuddle with him, and 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 uh, so you know it was, it was tough because I mean he would. Uh, he just didn't want it, no part of it, right. and uh, he was really reputitious on anything he did. Mm-hmm. As far as if he got a hold uh, a cabinet door, mm-hmm. he would just sit and just open it and close it, open it, I mean, and, over, or, and, over, uh, and I mean, over and over and over. Uh, and
2: finally, I was like, you know, he I mean, he really didn't play with toys all that much, but he did love drawers and cabinet doors, and so it would just be. <clears throat> For,
3: you know, so that was over and over and over. kind of a wondering what's up with that but you know
2: and so now you know he's when he gets to the point where he's doing capital doors <clears throat> I mean we're saying you know he's one to two you know sure the little stages was when we were doing uh, the infant seat on the dryer. Mm-hmm. That he liked that, um, the vacuum cleaner up against his crib, you know things like that would that would get him to relax. So he was um, a
3: roller and a crawler. He would not. He never a roller and a tumbler. When he would go into another room, he would either roll into the room mm-hmm. or he would tumble into the room. And he got, it was just different. It was, <laughs> it was like, just, where's it? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, again,
2: what's and, going on? And uh,
3: we just let it go, so to speak. I mean, we're not—we never did have tried to really change who he is or what he's about. We tried to just adapt mm-hmm. and redirect, mm-hmm. and uh, was—it was never forceful, mm-hmm. other than when he got older to the eye contact, where, where I, where we had to teach him. What eye contact was and yeah. what a handshake yeah. when was. he got to what... a teachable stage. Yes.
2: Yeah. But the, um, the, so those first few years were really difficult. And um, I'm trying to remember even how we decided to take him in to have him checked. Oh, he was nonverbal. That's what it was. Okay. You know, they start speaking, they start saying something, making sounds of some sort. And he was not doing any of that.
0: Until what age?
2: Um, well he didn't speak a word till he was five okay um so you know when they first start speaking and, and you know I I kind of knew because I just Harley he and Harley are only like 15 and a half months apart so I was very versed with mm. you know this is what babies are supposed to be doing right and so I took him to the pediatrician and she said you know I I think that's what it was we you might want to take him and have him checked, you know, just to make they sure he, was he deaf. can hear. Okay. Yeah. So because, we yeah. we made him an appointment. They did uh They put him under, completely under in the hospital and um, did us you know, an extensive check on his ears. And they came back and said, he can hear fine. I'm
3: thinking he can hear better than you can, Mr. McCarty. I'm thinking okay.
2: <laughs> so you know so then it was well what's um, next yeah what's next you know it's like you you just kind of go down the list and then uh the doctor said you know maybe you should go see dr Valerie kershen she's a developmental doctor in wichita and um so um we took him in there and i think he was about two and a half (coughs) when we took him in and they did a lot of uh videotaping
3: and just... It's called an Early Childhood Development Program that we got introduced to. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was what was really cool, uh, or what was a, a blessing was the programs that were out there at the time because nobody really understood this deal. And uh, we had never even heard of it, of, of any diagnosis like autism or... I just, uh, you know, I never really trying to soften the blow early on. And, you know, fam- uh, you know, some family members, oh, he'll talk when he wants to. And, you know, you didn't, you know, come kind of to find out I didn't talk until I was pretty old as well. So, you know, there's, you know, some, uh, I just figured that he would talk when he, it was time. So that that was kind of the deal, not knowing that there's really something going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of want to overlook all that stuff because it's our, it's our, it's my son, and, right. you know. It's like an our child, and so. Uh,
1: did yeah. you have um, somebody help, like, give you
2: ideas on how to communicate then, or did you just come up with ideas on your own? <laughs> um. Immediately after we got the diagnosis from Dr. Kirshan we um, found an early child. That's the early childhood mm-hmm. program we was, found, and so they it. it I put him right. We put him right in there. Cause it was I think I, Heart Springs. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I thought this is going to be a good deal here. You know, um, they're going to be able to help us. And so they began, you know, the schedules and the the Velcro schedules. And you know, they had a, a calendar for the week. Was basically how we did it. And it was listed out. We had one for our <clears> fridge. <throat> he had one at his early childhood, and we had him, you know, strategically placed throughout. Uh, the house, and that's how we communicated with him. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it worked really well, you know. And that's what they need is structure, you know. I, and I think most people thrive on structure, they really thrive on structure. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one thing that I would tell people is that if there's even a question that their child may have something like this, I feel like the best thing we ever did for Mason, not just, not us, but I mean, it helped us take care of him, but for Mason was to take him in and have him looked at and have him tested to see what what is going on with him. And I think sometimes we're afraid to do that because we don't want to know really what the answer is. Right. And that's
0: hard. Was it hard when you did get some form of a diagnosis to accept or was it like, really, we've been dealing with this long enough? This makes sense. How, what was it like um, coming to terms with raising Masons going to mm-hmm. be different mm-hmm. than raising the rest of our children? What was yeah. that like for you as
3: parents? Well, at first, for me, it was, you know, some of the instructions we got was trial and error. because Because mm-hmm. there's no two people the same, regardless of what they're diagnosed or labeled as. And, uh, so, you know, and I worked second or third shift. So I got to go to some of the, the, uh, appointments and what have you. And, and early on, and, uh, they thought it was just a speech problem too. And, uh, so there were some, uh, exercises that I found pretty awkward as far as stimulating his upper lip and, and the bubbles and what have you. And it's like, uh, you know, I just wondered where all this fit in because none none of that really worked. And the the blessing for my wife and I is we never gave up and we never gave in. We just continued to move forward. And uh,
2: as far as the diagnosis, when we got it, I remember mm-hmm, when we were sitting mm-hmm. in the doctor Kershon's office and she came in and sat down. I remember it like it was yesterday. And she said, um, "Well, after review of everything, she said um, Mason uh, actually has." pervasive developmental disorder. I'd never heard of it and I was like, okay, what does that mean? you know And she says, well it's on the spectrum of autism. It's very high on the spectrum as far as functioning, but that's what he has and and I remember um, and I don't know if it's okay to share this or not, but <laughs> Raz, Raz broke down in tears. I mean he was very he didn't take it well. it was hard for him. And, um, I just thought to myself, you know what? It's gonna be okay. And we're just gonna move forward. And um, I know it was just it was a, it was a hard time for him, I think, just to accept that, okay, now now we've got a label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that was the, the hard part um, because we never want to be labeled as anything other mm-hmm. than just who we are, right? you know Yes. And um, but as a mom, You know, I was just like, okay, what do I need to do? How do we need to, you know, not really fix it, but what do we need to do to help him? And um, so then we started getting that guidance. More of a relief. Okay. It was. It was like, okay, okay, now we can, we know what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. We can move forward. So. Yeah.
3: yeah. That, you know, that afternoon driving home from the doctor's office, it just her and I. and uh, you know it was tough. We was in the car. I was in the passenger seat. You know she normally likes to drive when <laughs> she's in the car, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, you know, and it, it was tough. It was it was it was tough. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you wonder about their future. But, yeah, because of a lot of you know the struggles that that I'd gone through, and <clears throat> and you want this perfect life
1: right
3: for your children and yeah and you know for all of them but you know in in this case and it was like i just made a commitment there that i was just going to do whatever it took
0: guys that's all the time that we have for today's show join us next week as we continue our interview with the mccarty family until then have a great weekend and be blessed